Welcome to the Alatea Foundation's fourth in a series of podcasts where we seek to address the urgent energy topics of today by hearing the opinions and insights from our invited experts. The Alatea Foundation is an independent think tank aiming to provide robust and practical knowledge and insights on global energy and sustainable development topics and communicate these for the benefit of the Foundation's members and community. In our rapidly changing world where COVID-19 may be abating in some places, but obviously not in others, climate change issues have not gone away. There are signs that building activity is now starting to pick up in OECD countries. But are we building in the right way towards more sustainable and energy efficient buildings? just rushing to get economic activity going again. And will this sector be affected by the new normal we're hearing so much about? Today, I'm delighted to welcome our podcast guest, Dr. Alex Amato, Head of Research at the Qatar Green Building Council, to share some perspectives on how energy-efficient buildings will assist the fight against climate change. Alex has over 40 years' experience in the construction industry. He has worked in both the private and public sectors in the UK, Southeast Asia, and now in the Middle East. Since gaining his PhD at Oxford Brookes University over 20 years ago, he sought to resolve the problem of integrating sustainability into the built environment. Good afternoon, Alex, and welcome once again to the Alatea Foundation activity. Good afternoon, Sammy, and thank you very much for inviting me and your colleague at the Alatea Foundation. It is indeed a, really a, a great honour to be asked to do this podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Always a pleasure to have you, Alex. Let's start with your current role and the Qatar Green Building Council. Outline for us what exactly that does. Well, the Qatar Green Building Council, part of Qatar Foundation, 2012, and started actually operations and events uh, earlier than that in 2007, 2008. And uh, we are concerned with, if you like, the long-term sustainability of the built environment. And in Qatar, we've been carrying out a number of initiatives over, over the years, not only research, but we are have been involved in eco-schools and teaching in universities and aiding others in their research program. We've are uh, part of the um, Green Building Council uh, movement, which is global, and our remit really is not just buildings, but the whole of the built environment. So generally, that's the uh, scope of especially the research section. And we have, of course, well going, well attended uh, series of events. Every year we have Sustainability Week and we have had conferences in the past which have been successful in terms of the number of people attending and uh, the varied program of lectures, etc., and papers associated with those conferences. That's really interesting. So trying to raise the awareness, perhaps, of the importance of uh, the building sector and achieving energy efficiency. And that's interesting because we think about energy consumption in OECD countries as being split into thirds for transportation, industrial use, and buildings. 
However, it does seem like most of the attention and publicity is focused on transportation. You can kind of understand that when it comes to industrial uses, well, they're technologically difficult, but why are buildings so overlooked, if I can say that? I think that that's an, uh, an extremely good question. I think that uh, it might well be that, that the construction sector and buildings in particular are a, a little pedestrian when compared maybe to the transport sector. But the key thing I, I want to, key clarification I do want to make is the importance of, of, of the sector. And I'm at pains to, to labour that it is not just construction. It is the existing building stock as well that we are very interested in. So it's not new build, it is the whole of that built environment. And if you look at that uh, built environment um, in pretty much most developed and developing countries, what we do see is that roughly perhaps just a little under 50% of the energy consumption uh, uh, by end use is within buildings. So that's more and, than a third then, that's quite a Yes, it is. Um, absolutely. It is more than a third. And I think, therefore, CO2 emissions from that sector are particularly important. And that's the thing that we really want to highlight because we're looking at the CO2 emissions resultant from energy usage. And uh, that might be to split hairs a little bit, but it's important we recognize that because the people who can do something about it in terms of energy efficiency are in that built environment sector which really highlights the question of why it's kind of so overlooked when it's, as you you pointed out it, it accounts for more than the third we think of for maybe 50 percent of the energy efficiency issue i think there are many well if you like there are there are two basic approaches to dealing with this sector i mean uh, the first is that you can go about what we call greening the grid, which is, in other words, reducing the amount of CO2 and other environmental impacts associated with the production and delivery of energy. The other way is good old-fashioned energy efficiency measures, and perhaps these are nowhere near as exciting as perhaps looking at renewable energy and scaling up renewable energy share work within developing countries, decommissioning, coal burning, power stations, etc. These perhaps are a little bit more headline grabbing than uh, doing something as prosaic as as insulating your, your home. Uh, so I think the trouble is, is that the, the technical solutions to energy efficiency are well understood and well known that perhaps they are so prosaic that, that that's the reason why they're neglected. Well, this segues nicely into uh, my next point, which is about the, the energy conservation patterns and measures in buildings. You're on the record as saying payback measures in buildings are energy conservation. One of the best investments you can make to actually reduce fossil fuel consumption. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? How is that possible? Yes, I think that we certainly do need some comparative research and to see what are the low-hanging fruit when it comes to reducing CO2 emissions associated with energy and energy consumption. And I would have, I would 
hazard a guess and say that the energy efficient measures are going to be probably the most cost effective uh, in terms of, uh, or if you like, per dollar spent or amount spent, reduce the amount of CO2 is going to be, that, that will be the most cost effective measure. Simple things like insulation, uh, applying insulation, either internally or externally, reducing ventilation heat gains through well-insulated windows and doors, uh, which is fairly key in, in Qatar, where, you know, buildings tend to be what we call, building physicists call very leaky envelopes. These are the measures uh, which are particularly are going to be the most cost-effective. Not least of which, I would say the first would be an overhaul of existing air conditioning equipment to make sure that that's running as efficiently as it can be. And a great deal of instances, allegorical evidence to show that existing air conditioning equipment is running uh, pretty inefficient and a great deal can be achieved in just tightening up that efficiency and overhauling the air conditioning systems and the controls as well to make sure that control settings reduce the amount of cool that is that is required to keep people cool etc so there's a range of uh, alternative tactics uh, in terms of energy efficiency certainly looking at the air conditioning system the cooling system very important as along with controls reducing the amount of lighting etc reducing the amount of uh, air conditioning required and then going to insulation and reducing ventilation heat gains through airtight seals making sure we have double glazing and that sort of of those sort of measures and this uh, nicely touches upon the point you mentioned earlier that a lot of these measures are actually known insulation ventilation issues making sure machinery and systems are running efficiently so i guess the question is does it come down to better regulation is that the key to ensure enforcement since we know a lot of these things anyway don't we alex yes we do and i think regulation plays an important role and and indeed there should be an increase in regulation. This is together with a range of other measures. There's not the, the stick, there's also the carrot as well. So if we can think about voluntary things that people can do and rewarding those incentives, and that's in particular the sort of thing that Qatar Green Building Council has been involved in, looking at buildings during their design stage can perform better and there can be uh, obviously recalls to GSAS and to LEED, which are sustainability assessment systems that help designers design efficient buildings, energy efficient buildings, sustainable buildings in the course of that design process and then to deliver them when they're being constructed. But the important thing is, is that regulation and those voluntary schemes stop when the building is built. There are systems to, that you can look at to uh, verify voluntary systems to verify if the building is being run efficiently, efficiently or not. 
and indeed um, both GCES and LEED and a number of other sustainability assessment systems do do that for existing buildings. But they are voluntary, and that is the great problem with regulation. You cannot regulate, or it's very difficult to regulate retrospectively. How do you encourage people in their own homes, and their own properties, etc., to take out energy efficient measures? And really the elephant in the room is the, at that existing building stock. The problem is not so much with new build, New build only adds a, a relatively small percentage each year to our building stock. And now in Qatar, we're fast approaching a time when we have an adequate building stock for the amount of, for the population that, 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 so that how, we have. So how do we tackle the problem of retrofitting buildings then? I mean, is it again back to regulation? And well, it's very hard to, to, to think of regulation. There might be a, a numerous schemes which could be employed to, to encourage build, people to invest in energy efficient measures. But it has to be done with the, uh, uh, in a consensual way. It has to be done so that the majority of the population absolutely accept that this is something which is good for the whole, whole of society, etc. You cannot put into place uh, requirements which people do not uh, or object to and do not go along with. That, that, that is really a, 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 a great problem. And it's not one that Qatar face, uh, faces on, on its own. I mean, it's a worldwide problem. We have um, uh, proposals that might be when uh, a property changes hands, uh, when it is sold, or, or, or a lease is renewed, then its energy efficiency might be tested and it might be required to come up to a certain standard. That might be one way to tackle this problem of dealing with the existing building stock. We're also seeing an increase in space cooling and space heating needs in the Gulf. How do we address that issue? Uh, I, again, in, in terms of really getting to the problem, which is reducing the environmental burdens associated with that energy consumption, number one is all the energy efficient measures that we discussed just a moment or so ago. And also there is this greening of the grid, which is the return from fossil fuels over to renewable measures. And obviously perhaps the long-term goal is uh, possibly fusion energy. And just today we noticed that uh, a scheme is being set up in, the, in France uh, which is a, a multi-international project to look at the uh, implementation of uh, fusion energy. But that remains in the distant future. Right now, we can go about increasing uh, our share of renewable energy. And indeed, the region is blessed by copious sunshine and although there are problems with photovoltaic energy generation, dust and uh, overheating, these can be uh, addressed and the region can actually turn to increasing energy from photovoltaic, renewable energy from photovoltaic sources, and that will uh, also be uh, one of the methods that we can re reduce those 
uh, environmental impacts and in particular CO2 emissions. Right, well, the thought about sunshine allows us to transition nicely perhaps into a uh, kind of a global perspective or a bigger perspective of the situation in the Gulf. We're all aware, of course, of the challenge of climate change. How is that going to impact energy efficiency in the Gulf overall, do you see? Well, that's a, an extremely good question. We are looking at the impacts of climate change in, in the region and have been for a little while now. The predictions are not good in the sense that temperatures here in the Gulf region are likely to be greater or increase more than the, uh, than the world average. So it is going to be increasingly hot and making sure that we make spaces where people feel comfortable uh, is going to probably require more energy. So therefore, energy efficiency is, in, is going to become increasingly important. We have looked at the potential of raising sea levels. And, al and although the UN is looking at revising predictions, rising sea levels at the moment, I think that the greater impact of climate change will be this increase in, in annual temperatures. There will also be an increased frequency in what we would say would be extreme weather, more extreme weather events. So we've got to look at flooding or high winds, etc. Those are the challenges that that the will the, the, the construction sector, the design and construction sector will face in the near future and we need to evolve methods to actually tackle that and provide spaces for people that are a safe refuge with the increased weather extreme weather events may well come increased dust there might be health hazards associated with that there certainly will be health hazards associated with an increased temperatures so all of those things mean that our buildings become refuges energy will be required to make sure that the buildings are safe. Oh, wonderful. So plenty of challenges there for us to keep our eye on. Thank you very much, Alex, for your insight and your time today. All goes to highlight that indeed energy efficiency has a major role in the future fight against climate change. Thank you very much, Sammy. It's been a pleasure. Always a pleasure. As a non-profit independent organization, the foundation also would like to thank its members. Their continued support is valued and appreciated. Watch this space for the next podcast in the series. I'm Sami Zaydan. Thank you and goodbye.